This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Thursday, June 5th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today. Bio looks at the genius of Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek, and creation beams into the Windy City for Star Trek Chicago. First up, Bio, which is the biography channel, but they go by Bio now. Biography.com has an article up that it was actually published yesterday, and it refers to a couple of days ago, June 3rd, which marked the 45th anniversary of the airing of the final episode of Star Trek, the original series, of course. This was Turnabout Intruder, which aired on June 3rd, 1969. But while it was the end of the original series on television, it was just the beginning of the franchise. And since that day 45 years ago, fans have continued to watch the adventures of Kirk, Spock, Bones, and the original Enterprise 1701. And from those adventures, we've all learned about life, how to understand and respect others, and for scientists and engineers, how to build technology that has changed our world. And to mark the anniversary, Laurie Ulster wrote a piece on Bio that highlights some of the genius of Gene Roddenberry's creation, and also what she has gained from watching the series over the years. I'd like to read the first little bit of her article to you because it, it's something that I connect with because I remember watching Star Trek when I was a kid as well. Now, I was around five, I believe, when I first saw it. And this was in the 70s. TOS was in reruns. She was a little bit older, but this is what she says. I discovered the original Star Trek series in reruns when I was 10 and got hooked for life. The greatest thing about the show, for me, was creator Gene Roddenberry's revolutionary idea that one day, being smart would finally become valuable. What better news is there for a 10-year-old than the idea that those who were smart and disliked conformity actually had a place in the future? Star Trek boasted aspirational ideals, racial unity, and a destiny for humanity that included peace, hope, and bold adventure. It also had space travel, cool devices, plus sexy cast members and guest stars to keep it fun along the way. While that's what I saw... Others viewed the show as a wacky 1960s throwback, full of day-glow colors, over-the-top costumes, crazy-looking aliens, and people flinging themselves from one side of the bridge to the other in every battle. I think that kind of echoes my own experience with it, really. And for me, when I was young, it was more about flying around in space and the worlds they encountered and the creatures they encountered. And as I got older, I saw more of the aspirational ideals and the racial unity and the destiny for humanity that Laurie talks about here. And I remember my mother was one of those people who saw the craziness in the show, the wackiness in the show. Whenever I would watch it, she would say, oh, are you watching that show with those goofy aliens again? So she didn't get it, but I did, and it meant a lot to me over the years. And clearly it did to Laurie as well. And in the article, the article's actually quite long, that's just the very beginning of it there, she breaks down things in a few sections. The first one is technology, and she talks about mobile phones 
Hyposprays, MIT actually has one that's programmable right now. Scanners, phasers in the form of tasers. I'm not sure if I agree that that really counts as a phaser, but there are, you know, they're working on that technology of what we would really consider a phaser right now. And it is something that will be real and will probably be employed on the battlefield first as lasers and then later as something else as time goes on and the technology advances. She also mentions Siri and Magell, which is, of course, Google's version of Siri, where they're sampling Magell Barrett's voice and using that to piece together a voice. It's kind of interesting. Also, the Universal Translator, and she cites Google Translate. And I would debate this a bit because I don't think Google Translate is in any way capable of allowing people who really don't speak the same language to communicate in the way that people communicate in Star Trek. But it is the the very early stages of that technology. And of course, we've covered here on Hyper Channel recently what Microsoft is working on with Skype. And so we're definitely getting there. We're moving in that direction for sure. And then in an interesting little step-by-step that she has in here, she has how to make an Android using images from what are little girls made of And you just need some putty, you know, and a Captain Kirk, and you spin him around real fast, and you've got yourself an Android. In addition to technology, Lori also breaks down things like presentation of women on the show, diversity, and peace. Of course, live long and prosper. So go read the article. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's over on biography.com, and you can check it out. Again, that is a piece by Lori Ulster. And what I'd like to know from you is... Well, first of all, do you remember when you first started watching Star Trek? Were you 10 years old, like Lori? Were you 5 years old, like me? Do you remember where you were, what the first episode was? Then also, what do you most take away from Star Trek? What does the show mean to you? And has that changed as you've gotten older? Let me know. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C. Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. You can find the network account at Trek FM. And of course, we have other ways for you to get in touch with us as well. And I'll recap those at the end of the show. Next up, Star Trek fans in Chicago can meet some of their favorite actors in person this weekend as Creation Entertainment's official convention comes to the Windy City. The event is headlined by none other than Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner, and also features heavyweights Kate Mulgrew, Jerry Ryan, and Nichelle Nichols. The convention runs from Friday, June 6th through Sunday, June 8th, and includes a music video contest, costume parade, and a makeup session in which artist John Paladin will transform Susie Plaxon into Kalar. Now, I know there are some people out there that probably want to see Susie as Salar, but you're going to have to go Klingon this time. It's going to be Kalar. Now, as I mentioned, it kicks off on Friday. It's going to take place at the Western O'Hare Hotel. And the guest lineup is quite good. I already mentioned Shatner, Mulgrew, Jerry Ryan, and Michelle Nichols are going to be there. Susie Plaxon, of course, being transformed into Kalar. Also, Robert O'Reilly will be there for you Gowron fans. J.G. Hertzler, if Martok is your guy. For Enterprise fans, Anthony Montgomery and Travis Mayweather will be there. 
Anthony is a fantastic guy, by the way. I've had the pleasure of having him on Matterstream before, where we talked about his film project, Chariot, and also his graphic novel, Miles Away. And just one of the nicest guys that I've ever talked to. He's so full of energy. If you listen to The Ready Room, actually, every time we mention Jeffrey Combs and we play that sound clip that says, he's everywhere, that's actually Anthony. Anthony and I were talking off air when we recorded Matterstream and I mentioned Jeffrey Combs and Anthony said, he is everywhere. So I trimmed that out and that's now our sound clip in the ready room. Also, for DS9 fans, Max Grodenchik will be there, Rom, also Aaron Eisenberg, Nog. And for Voyager fans, not only are you going to get Captain Janeway herself, you're going to get her first officer as well. Robert Beltran is going to be there. And he hasn't done a lot of conventions over the years. So if you love Chakotay, this is a great chance for you to get out there and actually meet Robert Beltran in person. As I mentioned at the beginning of the story, John Paladin will be there. He is a makeup artist who worked on Of Gods and Men, as well as Phase 2's Katumba, which, if you remember, is an episode written for the aborted Phase 2 series in the 70s, which I talked about a few days ago, and then the current Phase 2 series done by James Cawley and the great crew over there. They actually did the episode. Also, my friend John Tenuto will be there. John Tenuto is a sociology professor and probably the most knowledgeable person in the world about Khan, the Wrath of Khan, Nicholas Meyer's work on Star Trek, and also Space Seed and the making of that original series episode. We've had him on the shows many times to talk about these topics, and he does presentations at various conventions. He also does great sessions at the uh, library locally there in Illinois. And he's going to be great, really. If you go there, make sure you go to John's sessions because it's just fascinating, all the things that he has to say. And he's got some great new stuff lined up now as well, Uh, some photo projects as well that he's been working on. So be sure to check those out. Again, to recap, this is coming up this weekend from Friday through Sunday, June 6th through the 8th at the Western O'Hare Hotel And you can find out more at StarTrek.com. You can also go over to the Creation Entertainment website and get your tickets there if you don't already have them. Get all the other information that you're going to need for the show. And I'd also like to know from you if you're going to be going to the convention. And if you do, definitely afterwards, let us know what you think about it. And if you're not in the Chicago area, do you go to conventions when they come near you? I sadly don't get to go to many conventions because I live in Tokyo. And Star Trek is just not very big here in Japan. So I am hoping to make it over this summer to Star Trek Las Vegas. I I have been to some conventions before when I used to live in the United States. But I'd like to know if you go frequently. And if so, who are your favorite guests? And what's your favorite memory from a Star Trek convention? Now, I do have a network update for you, as usual, to close out the show. It's Thursday, which means Voyager and To the Journey. And this week... Tristan and Shar are covering a somewhat dark subject, character deaths. They're going to be breaking down the numerous and varied ways that the Voyager crew died, and they're going to compile a list of how often each main character met their demise over the course of the show's seven-year run. 
The thing about Star Trek is some characters die over and over. On Voyager, Harry Kim certainly comes to mind. And even on Deep Space Nine, you know, I mean, we've seen Miles die. The the Miles from Briefly in the Future in Visionary. So you never know who's going to die in Star Trek, and usually they come back. Spock's probably the ultimate case. But tune in and find out what they have to say about all your favorite Voyager characters. Now, we'll be releasing the show a little bit late this week, so you may not see it in your feeds right away. But keep your eyes open in the individual feeds for To The Journey or the Trek of Film Complete Master feed, and you'll see it there soon. You can also catch it through all your favorite podcast sources, including iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, and more. We're also on SoundCloud now. And you can stream from our website and grab the RSS feed and pop that into your favorite podcast application on your smartphone and your tablet. And that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, remember that you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice by subscribing to the Hyper Channel Show feed or to the Trek of Film Complete Master feed which contains every episode of every show, and we do put some other audio content in there from time to time as well. And we'd love to chat with you about the stories today. As I mentioned earlier on, I'll tell you all the ways to contact us. If you want to find me, my username on Twitter and all around social media is C. Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. You can reach the network on Twitter at TrekFM. A lot of us tweet from that account, and we'll sign our tweets with our initials. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm. We're on Google+, Plus where we have a community. Just search G Plus Communities for trek.fm, and you'll find us there. We have traditional forums on our website at trek.fm slash forums. And you can even send us a voicemail through our new website. Just look in the left sidebar, and you'll see the item right there. Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. And until then, go watch some Trek.